What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by the Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. This will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I really liked. I'd hit a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass. Or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and call to the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything. You need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in Warriors Huddle with me, Bram. No Marcus today, but with me, for usual, my master of all things sound, Maxine. How's it going? It's going good, man. No guest today. And it's not because we didn't have one scheduled. God, we had like eight scheduled. And then media availability goes long. And I decided, fuck these guys. You and I can do it on our own. So off we go. Uh, I'm going to be leaning on you for content uh, and for fake laughter. If I say like a joke that doesn't land, I'm going to need you to really press it today. Sound fair? <laughs> I knew nice. you could do it. Yeah. I knew you could do it. That's, I mean, that wasn't really a joke. That was a plea. But oh. I mean, it's still it was good practice. We got it right out of the way. And Maxine, we are. It is time to move on. I know that we've done too much Draymond. I know that the world, the team, the Bay Area is ready to just focus on the season. So I want to get this out of my system up front here, and then we're going to be focusing on James Wiseman. But not a whole lot of new information. Um, the only thing that's happened since the last time we recorded is the team has announced there won't be a suspension. Draymond is going to be rejoining the team tomorrow for uh, the preseason game. In fact, he's going to be starting. And I guess not ironically, but worth pointing out that once he starts, it's going to push Poole back to the bench. And so we now know what the, the, the penalty is going to be. Um, he's not going to miss any games. Do you agree with it? You know, if, if Myers called you tonight and said, Hey, I'm, I'm sure you saw what we did with Draymond. What do you think? What's your response? Look, I mean, if, if he called me tonight, it's just another acknowledgement that I'm actually on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and I mean, jokes aside, the reason I say that is because who cares what I think, right? Actually, the only person I think that really matters here is Jordan Poole. And it sounds like by all accounts, everything that we're hearing from, you know, Zach Lowe on the low post and all the reporting from sort of the local beat writers is that Jordan Poole is cool with this. And that, that's like, you know, at the end of the day, this is what championship material actually looks like. It's yep. the team coming together and saying, hey, Draymond is uh, – we are better with Draymond than without him. And so, hell yeah, if, if I'm on the Warriors, I'm saying the same thing. As long as Jordan Poole is happy with it, I'll make it work. Is this what I would have done? Probably not. 
also, I do not work in the NBA. I do not work for the Warriors. Nobody was looking for my opinion, you know, so that's not what's really here. Um, but what I can say is I trust them to have taken the temperature, to have done all their due diligence, to have met with Jordan, to talk with all the leaders on the team. And if we are going to laud this front office and this culture as much as we have, then we also have to fucking trust it, right? And so if they've decided this is the move, then I trust this was the move. And I've used this line in other contexts. When we were talking about the draft, it used to be under Cohan, even if I didn't have the information, when you just looked at the decision, you knew because of the people who were making it, it was the wrong decision. <laughs> this team, this front office, this owner, it's the opposite. You know, I don't know what work they've done behind the scenes. I don't know what conversations they've had, but I tell you what, I trust them that they had the right ones and that they've made the right call. Uh, one last dream on things. So I, I went to the game on Tuesday night. It was great. It was great having it back in my life, man, um, and just focusing on basketball. And I saw a fan in the breezeway in a Draymond jersey. Um, and I saw the front of the jersey first and kind of like did a fist bump, like, oh, he's still getting support. And then when she passed me, you could see that she had crossed out the two of the two, three, uh, and then had also crossed out Draymond and written pool on the top. Oh. All right. So this question isn't about the jersey. Let's make it more general. Do you think, because, you know, Draymond is family. I mean, not just for Golden State, for us who've been rooting for these guys for so long, we, he has been part of this ride with us. So do you think that the Warriors fan base will ever go back to the relationship they had with Draymond before the punch was thrown? There's no way. There's no way. <coughs> Maybe if there wasn't a video, but you know, we've all seen it. And, and that's something that you can't sort of erase from your mind, right? You, that, that forever. When he goes on TNT, listen, I actually, uh, as I said before, right? I, if, I'm, if I'm on the Warriors and Bob Myers calls me and says, hey, like, are you cool with this? I'm saying, yeah. In the same way, as a fan, you know, like I'm willing to trust that Draymond is going to put in the work to make it right because I see the way Steph is responding, the way Jordan Poole is responding. I feel like they have an understanding that Draymond's going to move forward, yeah. but it's never going to be the same, right? You're going to see him on TNT forever. And, and it's, you know, people talk about all the fights Charles Barkley got in, all the fights Shaq got in. Like we know that these guys have a history. We know that it's a part of NBA and sports culture. It's an unfortunate thing. But in the modern era, this is unprecedented. And seeing that video changes it completely. I mean, think back on relationships you have with close friends. Um, you know, even the ones who are still very near and dear to your heart, there are moments that stick out in that relationship. Not all of them are great. You know, some the hard times are kind of part of the show. And it, it's not necessarily that you can't be friends with them. But when you think about the relationship, those moments are part of it. This moment will be a part of this relationship. It just is. You know, there, there's not absent a time machine. We can't take this out of our mind. Doesn't mean we don't forgive, but forgetting is not an option. Enough, enough, Draymond. Let's move on, Maxime. And let's go to our glass half full. Look back at recent Warriors hoop. Give me something you like and something you don't. I'll go first to give you time to think. Here's what I like. So James Wiseman looked good on Tuesday. Um, he was up against Nurkic, who's a real NBA center, and put up an 18 and 7 in a block. But that's not what I liked. Here's what I did. I liked his body language, Maxime. He's smiling and confident and looks like he belongs out there. I'll put it differently. He no longer looks like a dog in the middle of a fucking thunderstorm. You know, the, the, and before, whenever he was on the floor, he was kind of cringing and waiting for something bad to happen. It's a very small sample size. You know, we're talking about preseason and summer league. But his mindset, in addition to his body, 
looks different. And I think that that could be, uh, I don't know, bode for really good things to come here. Man, that's such a good point. I, I hadn't really put two and two together there, but that was a big issue uh, in his rookie debut, right? It's like the shoulders would slump when he'd miss a free throw. You saw him going to the bench. I mean, he's just kind of pouting. So I don't know what's been going on there, but they've been in his ear clearly. And I even saw that when he was on the bench for a moment, you see Andre sitting right behind him, just jabbering in his ear, right? Like that sort of stuff is is it clearly paying off. Um, I want to add one more name to the list of people. Last time we spoke, we talked about Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, we talked about Jordan Poole. We talked a little bit about Wiseman. I want to add Dante DiVincenzo to this mix. Holy shit, he looked good. Uh, it's just like the way, you know, those little pocket passes, kind of finding the right man, somebody that can sort of help run the second unit. Um, it's just, it, it seems as though, once again, the Warriors have made the right moves at the margins. And I have like complete faith in our front office um, and complete faith for a deep run. I'm already a huge fan um, with Dante and I will wait for a few games before I give you my take on how he contributes to the team. But I will say that I already have a complicated relationship with him and it's for my own stupid ass reasons. So when I was at the game on Tuesday, I heard somebody referring to Dante as dirty D and I kind of liked it. And you know, like, sure, that's fine. But also dirty D is the nickname in my household that we use with my seven-year-old for diarrhea. So, I mean, it was just, just a weird thing, you know, like it's just me and it, like, you can, you can go ahead and forget it. But every time that guy was like, Oh, look at dirty D I was chuckling inside my mind. And I, I plan on probably doing that as the season unfolds. One last thing I liked, I liked finding out that Loon Dog is the goddamn man. Here is a quote we got from Steve Kerr this week. Steve, how how critical was, you know, Kavan Looney in the decision-making process and the, the kind of leadership that you needed with Draymond not being in there? Loon is incredible. Um, this guy has so much wisdom. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's so quiet that um, if you don't pay attention, uh, you may not realize that he has become the moral compass of our team. Um, he's a special human being, special. Um, and he was a key instrument um, in everything that we've had going the last week to try to you know, get things back on track. Um, I'll ride with Loon forever. This is a, this is a special man. So a few things stick out about that. Um, number one. Steve Kerr is a master communicator. Maybe he gets paid you know, hundreds of millions of dollars over his career to do exactly that. He is phenomenal at it. We've talked about it on this show. And one of the things he does masterfully is weaponize eye contact. Doesn't always use it. I have been in those media scrums. He, he occasionally is distracted. He occasionally is looking down at notes. But the points he wants to make, he will go to the person who asked the question and make meaningful eye contact to underline it. And the quote we just heard he gave meaningful eye contact twice. First, when he was saying he's a special person. Second, when he said, I will ride with Loon. And so, I mean, I, they, I'll leave it to Kerr's words to describe what Loon means to the team because he just described it phenomenally. Um, but on someone as unassuming as Kavan has been, you know, we don't know a whole lot about Loon. To hear that quote really underlines what he means, which is awesome to, uh, to find out. And it also had me thinking about what Loon is currently doing. So, I mean, let's put these together. This is a James Wiseman podcast. What Loon is expected to do right now, he's expected to move from being the, the 
you know, an integral piece to a championship team, the starting center on a dynasty in that during that dynastic run, he's expected to coach up his immediate replacement. You know, he watched the number two pick and pick. The team decided that the center position is what they needed to upgrade when they had a top three pick. And yet and still, he is there. He is the, you know, a special person. He is contributing to the team and he is coaching his replacement. Something I don't think I could do. Uh, I don't know that I could do it either, right? I'm thinking about the age gap between them. We've got five years, maybe uh, four or five years. That's not a long time. You know, the idea of somebody being 29 in their prime, I mean, we're seeing it right now with Giannis. So there's not uh, too much of a belief that, you know, at 25 years old, they're going to be competing for minutes. But what this reminds me of, you know, when we when Looney was early on on our team, I remember it was Steve Kerr that was advocating for him, right? That was sort of saying in the media huddles, listen, give him time. This dude is special. You know, um, I think he's he's more of a product than what you're seeing right now. Um, and I totally trusted Steve Kerr. And it's so amazing to see how that's flowered. And I think it's a, it's both something on and off the court, right? We're seeing Looney's, uh, how special he is um, as sort of a two-way impact. Fan- phenomenal. But I also feel like what we're hearing from Steve Kerr right now with these like, I'll ride with Loon forever. That's the type of stuff about what's happening off the court, right? Yeah. It's in these moments where things are happening with Draymond that you see that Looney is really integral um, as sort of a key member of negotiating all these issues off the court. And that's not something that I necessarily trust uh, that anybody, Wiseman or any other center or any other position in the NBA necessarily could do. So sure, he may be coaching him to deal with some of those num- uh, those minutes replacements, but at the same time, sort of like Andre Iguodala, it seems as though there will always be a place for Looney within the Warriors organization. love that you said that things are happening off the court. Things? This is the most serious shit that's happened since Sprewell fucking showed Carlissimo. Steph yeah. called this something that could derail the season before the season started when they're trying to repeat. It's not things. This is a full-blown emergency. This is a disaster. You know, and, and I'm this isn't me speaking. It's the Warriors. You know, and for in this context, for Kerr to say, you know, who's really helped us? You know, who's who's special? Who's been our moral compass? Loon. It tells you everything you need to know about. Him. As far as teaching your replacement, I would be worse than dangerous because I would do it. If you asked me to do it, I would do it, and I'd say the I'd say all the right things, and I would provide some instruction. But every now and again, I'd get hella bitter, and I wouldn't tell anybody. And I bet you, I wouldn't give them like good fucking instruction. I'd like keep some things back, you know, <laughs> like oh, I'm not going to really yeah. teach them how to rebound because I need to be better at that. Which is like worst case. It'd be much better if you just told them no. I'm a bitter sob, and you don't want to turn to me. How about Clay? Uh, I, I think if you ask Clay to teach up his replacement, I don't think he'd have any mental problems with it. He wouldn't do anything crazy like I just described to you, but I think he just wouldn't care. You know, like I, I don't think he would come in and actually do it. I think he'd like forget the sessions or yeah. you know, like just like his his training methods are probably so strange. It's like, yeah, work out with a bow and arrow on your lower body and like, you know, get your core strength that way. So I, I think mentally he'd be fine, but I don't think the, the final product would be real solid. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if, if you're asking Clay to train somebody up, uh, listen, I don't know. Maybe he's the best coach of all time and I'm completely missing the boat here, but 
my feeling is I would be reticent to do that, right? Because I feel like he would just be like taking him on boat rides, right? And like watching sunsets together. You got to clear and, your uh, mind. You got to you have to exactly. understand like the vibes of the water before you can hit the three. And the young right. kid is like, oh, yes, yes, you can. Meanwhile, getting zero practice at all. Only getting practice wearing captain hats. You know, it was right. like, oh, this is really, this is all we have to do is wear captain hats and drive to Sausalito. It's like, yeah, here we go. How about, right. uh, how about Draymond? Do you think he could do it? I do. I do. I think there's a reason that the Warriors are asking him to come in to uh, the draft war room. Uh, right. I think there's a, there's an energy there. And look, because it's, it's the same sort of thing, right? Like Draymond is not concerned about somebody taking his minutes because Draymond is not the prototypical high volume scorer, right? And what he does on defense is... I hate to say it, but like a one-of-one one type of... Actually, excuse me, both ends of the floor, right? His ability to see the chess moves as they're happening faster than anybody else except for maybe LeBron is at this point undisputed. And so when you're a one-of-one one or a one-of-two, let's say, like that, you just can't replace that. That's not something that you can necessarily coach. You can make somebody better at it, but probably not to the savant level that Draymond is. So if I'm Draymond, I'm feeling safe. I think that he would be perfect at it. I mean, it's weird. It's a trap question because, you know, the whole fight thing and Jordan Poole kind of was his mentor. You know, that's not the kind of mentorship probably that you want. But I think he'd be phenomenal at it. This is somebody who the game didn't come exceptionally easy to. He wasn't born with genetic gifts. He is very smart, very articulate. He likes to be listened to. He has a fucking podcast, you know. And so assuming he works through the emotions, and of course he would in, in that kind of scenario, I think Dre would be really good. You know who I think would be bad? Also trap question, Steph. I think Steph would be is an incredible um, leader, and I think that he is a hell of a force in the locker room. But if it came to taking his skill set and giving it to somebody else, one of the things I've noticed over years of sports, I'm stealing this from other people, is that superstars, because the game is so easy to them, aren't great at teaching it. You know, I remember Barry Bonds um, trying to teach other Giants how to hit. And basically it was like, just hit it hard and far. Like, what's so fucking hard, man? Like, they, the ball's right there. Just see it. And I could see Steph being like, all right, here's what you want to do. Be in better shape than anybody and just be a great shooter. And your career will fall right in line. Yeah, yeah. just listen. All you got to do is shoot half-court shots. It's going to be great. I, I, you know, I, I feel like um, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Right. I feel like the best teachers have figured out every wrong way to do something. Right. And so they can see you trying something and saying, Hey, trust me, man, I've tried that. It's not going to work for you. And so in Steph's case, I mean, he's, you know, he's second generation, right? Del Curry was an unbelievable three point shooter. So there's a little bit of genetics going on there. It probably does come easy for him. And so he's not going to necessarily be able to pinpoint, Hey, that's the wrong way to do it because he's been basically doing it the right way, probably since birth. Flick your wrist, he keeps saying. Just flick your wrist. It'll, yeah. uh, it almost always goes in. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. To our golden questions, Maxine. This is our version of a mailbag. Occasionally gets personal, always deals with the Warriors. And I'll tell you what, I'm not the only one excited about Wiseman's impact. We had a ton of people hit us up with questions about him. And as you know, I'm nothing if not a follower, Matt. So... 
Let's go ahead and call this the wise man's mailbag. See what I did there? You see that? Wow. Oh, yeah. Normally, I'm Whoa. better. Oh. Not today. And let's jump in. Here's our first quote. I had a fight with my girlfriend recently. She says that James Beisman, with a B, Beisman, is a perennial loser. I say he will average 20 and 10 next year. Who is right? Let's start with assuming that she called him James Wiseman. I'm going with your girlfriend, big man. I, I think for sure she was right just on like general strength of argument here. Um, but I'm going to turn this a little bit. I, I It's it's unrealistic. He's not going to average 20 and 10, not in his first year um, and not on this team. They don't need him to. So instead, let me shift it to this. How many points and rebounds combined will James Wiseman average during the regular season? You know that Matty Stats is out there listening. I'll put an over-under on it to make it even easier for us. Put the over-under at 22. Um, and here's how I got it, by the way. In 2020, the last time he played any real games, over 39 games, he averaged 11.5 points and 5.8 rebounds. So about 17 combined there. So what do you think? Points, rebounds combined next year on average over or under 22. So I think we also got to remember the context of what the season looked like when he was in his rookie debut. It was uh, a sad time. And no one was there. (laughs) And they were interested in developing him. It was exactly right. Let's see what you can do, you know, then and clear out. Um, So, yeah, it's it's a different context. Right. And so for for that reason, you know, I think – if the season goes as well as we're hoping it's going to go, I think it's a good sign if he's not getting the same level of minutes as he was um, two years ago, right? So for that reason alone, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say maybe, you know, I'll give you an additional one. I'm going to say it's going to be right around 17 combined. I will take the over. Whoa. I believe in this guy. I absolutely believe in him. And while I think the Warriors do not want to develop him, 22 is an 11 and 11. You know, we're not talking like astronomical all-star numbers. And I think secretly, while the Warriors don't want to develop him, they'd love to see his development. You know, they'd love to see this thing go. And I think that every time there's a little bit of a flash in a game, you know, no, I'm not talking about the playoffs. I'm not talking about games they need to win. But anytime there's a little bit of a flash in the regular season, I can see Kerr leaning into it. You know, just let, let's see what the big man can do. And with with this low of a number, with his newfound confidence, you know, and, and I think development, I think he can get over 22 do you think he leads us in rebounds? You know, who, who leads this team in rebounding? Is, is it Loon straightforward? Because, I mean, I, I love Loon. We just spent an entire segment on him. This team doesn't win at all without Loon. But he doesn't have the physical gifts Wiseman does. Wiseman's seven-foot ultra-athlete, and he's going to get a shot. You know, he, he should be in there. So uh, that is our backdrop. Who leads this team in rebounds next year? Yeah, I mean, I also I, I feel like it's a little bit of what I was saying last time we spoke, right? That there's still I think some moments where the game hasn't he hasn't quite caught up to the game yet, and for some of those key rebounds, you do have to be reading these things out. And I don't think he's going to be stat padding, right? Like looking for the rebound at the expense of other aspects of his game. And in fact, I would imagine that some of the other things that he's working on, like the pick and roll combination with Jordan Poole, right? Some of that stuff is going to come before uh, because he's a smart guy and he knows what he needs to work on. So yeah, maybe Looney, but I would also say i think we saw in the postseason wiggins feeling real excited about what it looked like to be on a good team and what it looked like to be a successful um uh, uh, uh contributor to that team right and we saw some incredible rebounding performances from him and i could see that continuing too so dark horse pick in there huh well i uh i didn't see that coming and i'm glad you picked him because it means i will definitely be right to our next question quote <laughs> gentlemen 
Love the show and can't wait to see how Big Jim develops this year. Let me pause for a second. I like that nickname, Big Jim. Continuing, quote, to me, there is one issue that is far more important than any of the others as far as Wiseman's future is concerned. Please think it over and let us know. How many times will Draymond Green punch James Wiseman during their time together? In oh boy. <laughs> ah, I like that, but it's not a real question. Here is one. On January 1st, will the majority of Warriors fans believe that James Wiseman was worth the number two pick? So do you think there will be a re-reckoning? You know, does he come outside? And it's season starts around um, oh, it starts next week. I think it's the 17th. So January 1st, I think gives us a couple of months, gives us enough time to to you know really dig into the renaissance if it's here. Um, I'll go first on this one. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. We are a hyperbolic bunch. We like, you know, there's no medium opinions. We're and especially when it comes to Wiseman. It's either this guy is the second coming of Wilt or this guy is the second coming of Darko Milicek, you know, and like it doesn't doesn't seem to be a an in-between. And I think he's going to have a hot start. And I think you're going to see Warriors Twitter doing the exact opposite that they did leading up to this. And everyone's going to be lauding him and saying how the league is fucked and they missed this guy. And, you know, we are we're in a much better place. What do you think? Hell yes. Look, context is everything, man, right? There's a couple of reasons this context is everything. Context is everything because we also have Jordan Poole. And that means that the other context, being Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, is, is different as well, right? We did not draft in a vacuum. We drafted for the Warriors specifically. And if Jordan Poole is panning out the way he is at this point, Frankly, I would rather have Jordan Poole than LaMelo Ball on my squad, just flat out, not talking about anything else. And so if that's the context, I'm not trying to have a point guard crunch right? or a guard crunch, I should say. right? I'm trying to figure out who's going to make Jordan Poole feel great so that as we continue right in this uh, bridging the gap between the old generation and the new generation, everybody fits and everybody plays well together. And I just I can't see a better combination right now than Jordan Poole and James Wiseman. I am if if Myers got a call from Charlotte's GM, whose name I don't know, others I would have included it right now, and that nameless GM offered up Lamelo Ball for James Wiseman right now, straight up pick. I don't know if Myers says yes immediately. I'm not saying he says no immediately either. I know what Lamelo or Lamelo Ball has done. I I understand what a flashy pick he's become. I understand that he's a centerpiece for Charlotte. But I also understand, just as you just said, the Warriors don't need another guard. You know, if, if they're going to develop anything, if, if this dynastic team is missing anything, it's athleticism and it's size, two immediate descriptors for Wiseman. And so, I mean, I we will see what happens this year, and maybe I'll eat these words. But I'm not positive. If I'm that guy and I'm getting the call, first I'm asking the person what his name is, and then I'm probably saying no. You know, I think I'm keeping Wiseman. Um, here's our next quote. Wiseman seemingly has every ability needed to dominate in the NBA, except availability. How many games do you think he plays this year? And then I put a fine point to it over under 65 games for games played for James Wiseman. What do you take? Fantastic line. I'm taking the under. I'm feeling like it's going to be in the low 60s. Why? Because they're because they're cautious or because there's another injury that happens? No, no, I, I, oh my gosh, Let, let's not even think. That's an injury. I mean, that, that's not, there's no cautious rest. I mean, that means something's happened. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. But I feel like, you know, look, it's a big man, right? He's still young in his development. It could be a little ticky tack stuff throughout. 
uh, you're ramping him up after not playing games for basically two years. I don't think it's a type of thing that he's going to have something catastrophic, but I could see it. You know, it's the, the game is still coming to him. So I could see a three or four game sit stretches here and there for, you know, soreness or uh, something kind of small. I hope that's it. Just sheer optimism. I have to take the over. Cause I'll tell you what, I can't take another injury riddled Wiseman season. I am pretty certain the rest of the fans can't take it. And I'm almost positive that Wiseman can't, you know, I I think he needs a foundation here. You can't, you can't get hurt in college, then in the NBA, then come back and then hurt again without it having some real PTSD impact. Right. So I mean, I don't know. I'm not from the future, but I, I really, really, really hope. He has the over, which leads to our last question. If healthy, how does he help Golden State? So I kind of already answered this. You know, the, the, the Warriors don't have a lot of holes. Most teams that have won four championships in eight years don't. You know, they, they are loaded at a lot of positions. But the one thing we have not seen is dominance from the center spot. The closest we got to thinking it was coming was DeMarcus Cousins, and he didn't really do a whole lot, you know? So with the exception of when we had KD slotted at the five, what we have never had is a young big who can, you know, bang with the young bigs out there. That's what Wiseman adds. You know, you've heard me use the whole, there's nothing worse than watching other teams get offensive rebounds against you. Well, that's going to stop. Um, uh, hopefully if he is healthy, uh, watching people like Deandre Ayton eat anytime he wants, you know, presumably with our own young big that finishes, he is the piece to the puzzle that we didn't even need before. And if he adds it now, you know, we are, we are better than great. You know what? I, my vocabulary isn't good enough to tell you what word that is, but I'm ready to watch it. I'm excited for it. Hell yeah. And I, I think the the key word that you use is athletic. And I mean, look, it's sports. Of course, athleticism is important. But the reason I think it's important specific for the Warriors is like we love to run fast, right? We love our small ball lineups, the five out concepts. And this is the type of thing that he affords us with size on top of it. It's just that it's an incredible opportunity to not have to shift and adapt how we play to a big man, but rather have a big man who is able to play in our style. What an incredible opportunity. Even during that preseason, um, the first game he was in, Steph threw him a lob. And you know, much like everything, the, the things that Steph do are always casually spectacular. You know, and, and you kind of, I was going to say you kind of get used to it. You don't, even, even though I expect magical things from Steph, whenever he does them, they still seem impossible. Um, and so, you know, lobs from him, generally speaking, are a little bit more spectacular than for other people. And to watch him put it up to Wiseman and to imagine what that could be. You know, if if this if this Uber athlete gets to hook up with a person whose superpower is hand eye coordination, I can't imagine the kind of highlights that we could be treated to this year. You know, I mean, this the fun factor on that uh, pick and roll scenario is just through the fucking roof, man. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. And and uh, there's lots of reasons to be excited. With that in mind, uh, you want to reach out to us. Get a question to us for the mailbag. Um, let us know we did a good job, bad job. Tell us anything. The best way to do that is to shoot us an email to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. We are also starting up a YouTube channel. Um, in fact, we're going to start doing a couple of these as live broadcasts. Please watch our Twitter account. That's at Warriors Huddle for details there. We'll also give you details upcoming here, um, but we're excited about that. And then finally, 
you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. I can't tell you how much it means to us. You can uh, hook us up for as little as like a dollar a month and you will be basically in my will. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And with that said, go Warriors and hopefully see you next week. Good, good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.